on this episode of Don't Wreck Yourself. Knowing is half the battle with G.I. Snow. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you Fake snow in Texas? As swift and as dangerous and jarring as the winter storm that brought Texas to its knees was, the internet did not hesitate to claim the snow was fake. Uh, That has literally been wrecking the internet and my mind all week. Um, I, I saw that video where the lady does an immediate shout out to, you know, of accusation against Bill Gates and is, I assume, some sort of uh, public-private partnership conspiracy with the government to bring, to like you said, bring Texas to its knees using weather. Yeah, first of all, I always knew that, you know, a snowflake was going to be the one to, to ruin Texas. I've been hearing it on conservative media for years now. Do you, by chance, remember the Jade Helm conspiracy a few years ago where, like, some Texans thought that there's, like, a massive military special operations exercise, and they thought they were preparing for the invasion of Texas. I do recall, but as I recall, the overall gist of that conspiracy uh, was based on the fact that Barack Obama was a black man in office. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Texas. I was actually about to bring up the sort of uh, fuck Texas reaction that popped up immediately after it was announced that they were succumbing to this horrible cold snap. You know, I I just want to take a moment to remind people that Texas, in spite of having a very, I want to say, uniform reputation is actually a diverse community of people from around the world that live inside of the borders of that that 10 gallon hat. Absolutely. uh, That we call (laughs) it that we call a state. Um, And actually, in the most recent election, I believe was the electoral breakdown. Texas is like 52 percent Republican, 48 percent Democrat. Well, one thing I would say is this. Texas is not a red state. It's a purple state with voter suppression. Really? Because I've heard it's a red state with a voter election fraud problem. Yeah, well, there's that. That's a topic for a whole other episode. But I just want to remind people, anybody getting that that sense of schadenfreude over the privatization of the uh, Texas power grid and the suffering of Texans. The deaths. The deaths. Yeah, yeah. the the suffering of the of the Texan people underneath this libertarian energy dreamscape. Anybody who is is experiencing Schadenfreude, just remember that there are people who are suffering who absolutely did not vote for those policies or the politicians that implemented those policies. And in many cases, as Matt alluded to, there was some very minor voter suppression going on over there. You you can have a little voter suppression as a treat, but you can't have a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, I I just think, you know, I would feel I wouldn't want to I wouldn't be so ready to make fun of Texans if they didn't have their own republic and were kind of just assholes about it. So let's get into the making fun part. Uh, I feel like um, so the main exhibit of of evidence, if you want to if you want to go that showing like skeptical Texans bringing a lighter to a snowball and instead of it melting, you kind of see it char because it's made of. Because it's made of plastics with uh, polypropylenes and and all sorts of and all sorts of uh, compounds that are probably poisoning their bodies too. You know, like a vaccine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh god. Or whatever they put in those fucking dry rubs down there. <laughs> I, I'm sure that is you know some sort of cancer cancer causing stuff. 
There were several TikToks filmed, one of which was from a user and an apparent snow skeptic at Sarah Mojo, uh, where she tried to melt the snow. And you can hear a male voice off camera say, fresh snow for all of the haters. Uh, because, of course, old snow melts. It's the fresh snow that doesn't melt. OK, <laughs> well, I, I think that I, I think what they're trying to prove there is that they're not substituting some sort of artificial snow that they have. So there's a conspiracy within the conspiracy here. There's been feedback. Apparently, this is not their first video. So the first video, they're like, well, how do we know that this is this is even snow from outside? So they go outside, they grab a snowball and then set that snowball on fire to prove that they themselves aren't the conspirators. Well, I, I would say it is unclear. I'm not sure how many videos they did specifically. I will say that there is no shortage of videos on TikTok. People thinking the snow in Texas was fake and that it wouldn't burn. Uh, but this one just has over like 800,000 views, right? So it, it, it is one of the more popular ones. Um, and what she, do, what she does is she grabs a, a snowball. They're outside. They put the fresh snowball on a candle. Um, you see that the, 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 the snow doesn't appear to melt and then you hear uh, Sarah Mojo say it's turning black. I'm trying to find a way to make this racist. Um, well, you don't have to. Texas is doing it all, all its own. <laughs> they don't need any help. Before we get into how crazy this is, let's talk about what snow actually is. And uh, it, it's frozen water crystals. And because ice is frozen water, water doesn't burn. It's actually what firefighters use to put out the fucking fire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've certainly come close to burning water in the kitchen, so I'm not sure that the fa- we should do an episode on that. But um, anyway, I feel like, yeah... Thank you for laughing. You're the only person in the world who's going to laugh at that dumb joke. So I, I do appreciate you hey, not all, humoring me. Not all your jokes have to be 100% over the uh, over the top gut busters. That's OK. Good. Because none of mine. Because are. a bunch of Texans, a bunch of Texans standing around holding lighters up to snowballs is enough comedy to get us to get us completely through this episode. How is that not the running joke? Anyway, uh, Sarah Mojo. She repeatedly points out in the 52nd second TikTok that the snow isn't melting before smashing the clearly fake snow to the ground. It is important to note that no one in this TikTok straight out says that the snow is fake, but the implication is certainly there. Yeah, it's part of a larger conversation about how presumably Bill Gates and the government, the government, make the snow. With two right. B's, government. Now, right. now I have to ask you, uh, I, I did see the first part of this video and I turned it off in disgust. When she smashes the snow, does it separate and come apart in a snow-like manner? You're originally from Wisconsin, correct? I was born in southern Wisconsin. I know about snow. Yeah. And I'm from Maine. I'm, I'm very familiar. I'm, Maine, is, Maine is have probably... 13 or 14 different words for snow. Well, we also wouldn't be the first northern young men to try to make fun of of the South, right? So, or to or to conquer comedically. Well, we'll we'll stop laughing around football season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh so there's a whole bunch of these videos. Oh, to answer your question about the snow breakage, yeah, it kind of just comes apart, right? Just like as All right, like a like like a snowball should. As you would imagine a snowball. Gut reaction? I don't think that they Dumped a bunch of fake snow on the ground. Do you want to get into the science of why this is wrong first, or do you want to get into the conspiracy about how they delivered the fake snow? I will. I want to end with the the science behind it. But before we but, but before we get into the science, I kind of want to say you brought up the Bill Gates thing. There are several videos, one in which uh, they say, quote, thank you, Bill Gates, for trying to fucking trick us that the snow is real. You'll see it's not melting and it's going to burn. Poor fucking Bill Gates, man. All he ever did was make billions of dollars and, and live his dreams. And now he's a supervillain. 
Well, it's because he keeps trying to vaccinate people. Let me just say about both the Bill Gates and the conspiracy, the snow conspiracy. It's a perennial thing. This isn't the first time people have thought it was fake snow. Uh, You lived in Georgia. I was up in the beautiful mountains of North Georgia in a small town, population 700. And because I was in the mountains, they were a little bit more used to snow. So I didn't I didn't get an earful of conspiracy theories when there was snowfall there. I got you. But but I but I do recall when Atlanta got two inches of snow, all hell broke loose. Thank you so much. Now you're starting to steal my thunder, so shut the <laughs> fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. No, absolutely right. In 2014, an ice storm hit Atlanta. And again, I'm using ice storm loosely because it was two inches of ice that made the city just shut down. If all it t- if all it takes is two inches to shut down Atlanta, I can do it one and a half times. The only thing getting plowed in Atlanta is OnlyFan artists. <laughs> oh, we should do an episode about OnlyFans. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll I thought about you were going to say we should, we should start an OnlyFans account. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. Maybe you're cute. You clean up nice. If, if it's if it's, <laughs> I'll start a OnlyFans if it's just me, just like eating a bunch of apples or something. There's got to be a fetish for like something non-sexual thing out there, like bananas. Nothing sexual about a banana or a cucumber or a hot dog or uh... all the best foods are shaped like dicks. We know this. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, there was people who thought it was fake snow. There were people who thought the government did it. There were people who thought Bill Gates was behind it. So this is not a new conspiracy. At all. How is the government delivering this fake snow? I think it's the same way that they have chemtrails in the sky. This is like a cloud seeding thing then. I don't know, right? I mean, every conspiracy theory just brings you to a, a dead end. You just identified one of them, right? How do they deliver it? You know, is one. Um, <laughs> how, how do they get so many people to stay quiet on this is another one. I think all these conspiracies about the government just assume extreme villain competence to people like Bill Gates. All right. Well, do you, do you think maybe they put a different filter on the Jewish space laser and shot the clouds to make snow? I, um, I, I was born in Wisconsin, but I was raised in South Florida. So I'm really wary on, on making fun of anything to do with Jew, with Jewish people. <laughs> um, no, no, we're not making fun of Jewish people. We're making fun of Jewish space lasers, which to my knowledge do not exist. For those of our listeners, for, for those tens of listeners, for the well, I'm talking to the future here. When we've made it, this podcast is wildly famous and people are dredging through our back catalog and they want to say, hey, where were they when they started this? And the answer is here. It's not great, but stick it out. We're going to be amazing someday. I just want to be clear to those literally born yesterday who are listening to this 20 years from now, uh, presumably through some sort of psychic uplink (laughs) that that we are discussing a specific conspiracy theory. Previously advanced by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia that California wildfires were caused by secret Jewish space lasers financed by the uh, what's the, the, the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds. Immediately, the Medici's came to my mind. I'm like, no, they're Catholic. Yeah, you mentioned. And also for those in the future, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the 50th president of the United States. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, she really makes it, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I love the fact how you talked about people in the future and then you're like, don't worry, guys, we'll get better at this. I'm like, they already know we're better. At so it's a little bit. Of no, a- that's why they, that's that's why they're in the back catalog. This is a real Bill and Ted situation. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to time travel with George Carlin to find out how to be funny on the Internet. Oh, man. <laughs> a man before man that was taken before his time or before. Uh, before he could get canceled. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how I think that's of what it. it is. Yeah. So let, let's get into the science of how snow doesn't melt and, and, and charge. Are you ready for this, Ryan? I was 
Born ready. Okay. So astronomer Phil Platt, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, P-L-E-I-T, could be Plate. Uh, he posted a video on YouTube in 2014 specifically talking about the snow in Atlanta. And what he does in this video, is it's about a six minute long video. We'll make it available to any nerd out there who is interested. He makes a snowball, takes out a lighter, brings the flame to the snow, and you do not see any drippage. And you do, in fact, see it turn black. Okay. Which can only mean that the government did it in Atlanta and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, you have scientists out there that are that are debunking this and explaining it. Uh, how do they explain the fact that it's not melting? So it, it, it has to do with the fact that it is a ball and the fact that it is melting. It's just melting on the inside and it's kind of falling in on itself, kind of creating slush, if that makes sense. You know, like when a star collapses into a black hole, which is science that I totally understand. Oh, yeah. And so actually, Phil Plate is an astronomer by trade. So good callback. Um, but no, it kind of looks like the way styrofoam reacts to acetone. If you've ever tried to make mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm holed up in my right wing bunker with all of my friends and all 17 of their teeth cleaning our AR-15s and making homemade napalm. Yeah, sure. Styrofoam and acetone. So styrofoam and acetone sounds like a great punk band name. Yeah, so the, the snow kind of falls on itself. It becomes a slushy. But that doesn't really explain the char. But actually, the snow is not burning, as Professor Phil Plate explains. It actually has to do with the butane, right? So all it is is the butane is touching the snow, and butane burns inefficiently and creates pollution, or what we know as soot. And that is literally what it is. Yeah, my understanding of that is that in any chemical reaction uh, associated with combustion, you're, you're producing a couple different things. You're consuming the fuel and you're producing CO2 and heat. Those chemical parts of the object being burned that aren't associated with combustion are essentially being lifted out by the by the rising smoke, you know, because because not everything in that compound is going to be combustible. Absolutely. And so butane is an is an organic compound and it's a hydrocarbon. Right. So when it reacts yeah. to the air to form carbon dioxide and water, that's that, that's what you're seeing. It, it's incomplete combustion is really what it is. This is an inefficient way to burn things. Yeah. And the, the, the last point I want to bring is um, humans and Americans specifically have been skeptical of snow for some time. Uh, in 2015, there was the senior senator from Oklahoma, Jim Einhoff, who brought a fucking snowball on the Senate floor to disprove climate change in Washington, D.C. in February, I might add. Because that's right, folks. The nerds who are worrying about increasing heat trapping gases in the atmosphere, you know, the senior senator from Oklahoma noticed it was fucking cold outside, so they should just pack it in. <laughs> I'll give you one guess what party he's from. Ooh, ooh, wig. I knew you were no, going to no say nothings. wig. I no knew nothings. No that. nothings. No nothings. Well, well, if you knew it, why'd you even ask? Um, because it's a content. Because I'm not asking for me. I'm asking oh, okay. the audience. Well, I, sometimes I forget that this is a podcast and that we're speaking to each other for the benefit of other people. No, we're just trying to make each other laugh. And I feel like <laughs> we are accomplishing that at a very minimum. We're having fun. Anyway. <laughs> you know, that's what they say. Do what you love and you'll never have to edit a podcast a day in your life. I think I think we're definitely going to have to edit this podcast. Uh, not your fault. My fault. Yeah. I ask a lot of stupid questions, but, um, you know. That's what the Internet's for. I think we should actually edit out every single time we say we should edit this out, because I think it doesn't sound professional. It doesn't sound good when you listen to it. Well, we can we can edit that out. too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, and I and I hope we actually do this time. No, um, well, the, the good news is we don't we don't have to edit it out because until we make money doing this, we're not professional. So there should be no expectation of sounding professional. OK, if we accidentally sound professional at any point during this podcast, 
I apologize for setting the expectations higher than they should have been. Well, we should definitely edit that out because now no one's going to fucking listen to episode two. Or the- well, we'll just we'll hide this in our back catalog. We'll put it. We'll, nice. we'll make it episode eight. Nobody will know. This will be the one they have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put this behind a paywall. Then they'll, they'll open it up and they'll go, what the fuck? <laughs> Everything else was amazing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Senator Einhoff, you know, he's he's taken it to the climate uh, scientists. And I just feel really bad for that congressional staffer who literally got left out in the cold on this one. (laughs) And 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 that is that's a show, folks. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm 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 just going to do a quick gut check. I just want to take the temperature of the room. Um, The temperature of the room. This is not a. How do you feel about climate change, real or uh, government fabricated uh, in conjunction with Bill Gates's polio efforts? Well, one thing I forgot to mention is that Einhoff was actually at the time the he was the goddamn chair of the Committee on Environment and Public Works. So that's hilarious. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you buried the lead on that one. He is the current um, chairman of the Armed Services Committee. So for what it's worth, there's that. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. He was a chairman. The Democrats are in control now. He's a ranking member. Anyway, fucking nerd shit. Um, I choose to believe the science for the same reason I believe a fucking a foot is 12 inches long. Right. We can measure it. <laughs> um, and, and on that note, let's let, let's let's move on. Well, I'm happy to move on. One of the segments that we want to do on this show on a regular basis is uh, just dive right into the Reddit mines because there are millions and millions of users on Reddit asking questions. And not all of them are are good questions. I, well, I don't want to color any of these questions because one of the uh, subreddits that we are going to be just absolutely drilling for resources here is no stupid questions. R slash no stupid questions, the, the subreddit. Right. In the spirit of that forum. We should address all of these questions as though they are not stupid questions, even if deep down we secretly suspect that they are. Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. I took a pretty ridiculous question and we're, I'm going to answer it. And it's it's it is fascinating. I'm actually really interested in this topic. OK, well, um, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> well, fucking hit me with it, dude. All right. So um, the question asked, is cannibalism illegal? It's never said to be illegal. I searched about it and it doesn't show anything. Also for a location, it's in the USA. Side question, if it is illegal, is it also illegal to eat yourself? And I think the side question is way more interesting than the first one, but I'm going to answer both of them. All right, let's go. Let's dig in. I am hungry for it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so anyone out there, if you're if you're bite curious, uh, the, the definition of cannibalism uh, is the consumption of another human's body matter, whether consensual or not, uh, according to Cornell Law School. So technically, auto cannibalism that, that you've described doesn't even like eating yourself doesn't even meet that definition. Yes, it does. Oh, no, it says an, another human's body matter. Right. I guess. Yeah, you're right. But I, th- I think let's just go with consumption of, of okay. body matter is because that- is cannibalism. Um. Which brings up the interesting question, is swallowing cum cannibalism? And I say if swallowing cum is cannibalism, jacking off is murder. But but they're not. But they're not. I was going to ask a similar question, but I was going to say I was going to bring up that old you can you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. And then if you were to eat it, would that be cannibalism? I think that's a little bit that's the PG cut of this episode, I think. But yeah, sure. Let's talk about let's talk about. No, we'll just talk about cum play on our OnlyFans channel. Check it out. Um, yeah, right. So that's what cannibalism is. Um, now, Ryan, uh, 
Are you aware of any famous accounts of cannibalism? I have two in mind, and I know for the f- I know I know you can get both of these on on first guess. Ooh, both. Well, I mean, I, I, the two off the top of my head are no pressure, no pressure. Gosh, I'm really I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, your deductive reasoning is pretty good. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer is going to be everybody's number one answer. Historically, though, recently, Army Hammer has <laughs> has thrown his hat into the race for famous cannibals or at least famous alleged cannibal enthusiast or cannibal curious. If they have their own acronym, it's cannibals, auto cannibals, questioning and interested. Oh, yeah. Khaki. Khaki. <laughs> Actually, uh, Dan Savage has a really good uh, podcast about the Army Hammer thing and about cannibalism kink in general. It's fascinating if you want to check it out. But no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listen to I listen to Dan. Savage. I like Dan Savage. Fine. I think I'm just skipping that episode. Cannibalism is if, I got you. Like, I would never listen to a podcast that featured a segment on cannibalism. That doesn't mean I wouldn't host one. <laughs> <laughs> the two accounts that I'm thinking of, one is the Donner Party. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course, the doomed pioneers in the winter of 1846 and 1847. Uh, and the other one is the Uruguayan Flight 571 in 1972. Mm-hmm. I think these are interesting cases, and I think they're actually comparable. Um, in the Donner in the in the Donner Party case, again, these are pioneers who chucked a wagon headed to California from the Midwest. <laughs> what was the verb you used there? They what? Did you say chucked, chucked a wagon? wagon? Is that a thing? I, is I, that? A- I think I think chucking a wagon is like you're 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 like you're like it's starting like, to go on your journey. You're chucking. All right. Well, because I, I know that the, the chuck wagon is where you go to get your food. So it's like it's almost like they set out to eat each other. They're like. Go get the chuck wagon. Put the kids in it. I never thought about that, but that's interesting. Do you think kids these days would just call it a yeet wagon? Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so the Donner Party, 87 members started this journey. 48 survived. Uh, about, about half of the survivors have admitted to participating in cannibalism. It's like a historical math problem. It's just like if 78 people. If they leave Missouri super late and end up trapped in the Sierra Nevada mountains, how many will eat the two natives that are along the, the, the journey? Which happened, by the way. God, is, there's a racist element to this, too? In 1847? I can't believe it, but yeah. <laughs> just like the story is already horrible. Did they eat them before or after the horses? I would really hope that they would eat the animals first, but I think we're getting into the ethics of cannibalism, which has far more literature on it than the legality of cannibalism, I would say. But but the question is, is it illegal? The difference between the Donner Party and the Uruguayan flight is the Donner Party killed people to eat them. They killed two natives, killed other people. Yeah, the other side of that coin in Uruguay, they waited for people to die and then they ate them. It's ethical cannibalism. It's more ethical than murder, right? And in some cases they had permission, I believe. Didn't Isn't that the case? So, uh, so it's some people said yes. It's, it's kind of unclear. I, I will say, though, that they were stuck in the Andes Mountains and if your geography challenged, it's some of the tallest mountains in the world in South America. Those are the ones that are made of chocolate and mint. Yes, uh, the minty, the minty fresh deliciousness. It crashed in the Andes Mountains. They were stranded for almost three months, just like the Donner Party was. And they didn't have to murder anybody, so. They didn't get to murder anybody is what they didn't get to. Right. They kind of, you know, the Donner Party got to <laughs> 16 survivors in Uruguay. They were rescued. Alfredo Delgado, who kind of spoke for the survivors at the at a press conference. By the way, that's Spanish for Alfredo the cat. No, no, it's different spelling, different spelling. Gato is with two T's. This oh. is Gato with a, with a D. 
It's a regional variation. I think, he, I think he, <laughs> anyway, so he, so he compared their cannibalism to the act of Jesus Christ at the Last Supper. So I think comparing this to the Holy Communion and the Eucharist, right, I, I think is is instructive in the in only the fact that this is the point people were pushed to, right? That they had to act Jesus-like, and I couldn't imagine doing that. <laughs> well, honestly, I think uh, early Roman critics of the upstart Christian faith like Celsus would be absolutely thrilled to hear them admit that, yeah, it, it's uh, that the act of the Eucharist is, in fact, a, a form of cannibalism. Man, I, I feel for the four people out there who knew what Celsus is, they're going to love this. <laughs> OK, so for those who don't know who Celsus is, Celsus was a Roman writer who wrote polemics against early Christians. He didn't take a favorable view of a lot of their acts, like the the Christian kiss. It was common for Christian groups meeting to greet each other with a kiss on the cheek. The fact that they called each other brother and sister led to accusations of incestuous orgies. And the act of the Eucharist in which you drink the blood and eat the body of Christ was was compared to acts of cannibalism. And, and Christians in general were considered to be suspect members of society because they didn't participate as monotheists in in the state civic cult. So there's your history lesson. The writings of Celsus don't really survive, but uh, the responses to the writings of Celsus, uh, the contra Celsus, do. Interesting. Okay, well, that's good trivia that I'm going to forget almost immediately. No, 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 <laughs> it, it is really interesting. Um, I don't mean to shit, shit on all your hard work. Um, no. That shit's a deep cut. <laughs> so yeah, I think these are, these are two extreme cases um, where you show uh, what humans have to do to engage in the consumption of human flesh. Would you ever eat humans? Would you consider it? I gotta, like, I'm a foodie. So on some level, you're, you're interested. You're interested on some level. I, I feel scummy describing myself as a foodie because it's just like, I'm a foodie. Yeah. yeah. Would I consume human flesh? For me, I, I take some hard lines on stuff. And I don't think that I have any problem with the chemical, biological aspect of consuming human flesh. But I'm really attached to people. I'm, I'm not only a foodie, I'm also a people person. <laughs> well, so are cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I could avoid it, I absolutely would. But it's I'm absolutely not going to judge anybody in a survival setting yeah. who does not murder somebody to eat their flesh. No, I don't feel bad about this. It's the, the, the old Christian rugby team is Uruguayan people who were stranded. I feel bad for them, but I don't judge them for what they did because I can only imagine what I would do if I was no, absolutely not. Um, but I will say that, you know, I, I've cut out meat from my diet. I haven't eaten meat in years. So if I do start to eat meat again, I'm not going to start with humans. I'm going to eat one of two things. It's going to be beef or pork. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that throughout history, uh, cannibalism is actually very rare. Yeah. A lot of times it was propagandistic. It was used to justify the Christianization of South America. It's been weaponized against native populations in Papua New Guinea. And South, yeah. Although cannibal, although although cannibalism does occur rarely in, in those societies, it's sort of treated as a blanket assumption of what is happening in quote unquote primitive non-European countries to justify colonial relationships. Yeah, ex absolutely. So to answer this guy's question, there does appear to be an absence of anti-cannibalism statutes on the books. There is no federal laws in the United States outright banning cannibalism. There is one state in the nation where you, the sole act of eating human flesh will wind you up in the county lockup. Can you guess which state that is? Good God. One in 50 what chance. State is it? I'm just going to say Florida because Florida is one of those places where they have to have ridiculous laws on the books because it's happened. <laughs> it's, it, it is not Florida. The way to deduce this in my mind was which states 
started laws that were moralistic in general. And I feel like Florida is not anywhere close to that list, right? It's actually out west. Idaho is the one state that does. Save a potato, eat a cowboy. (laughs) I was, you know, I was struggling to think of a a potato joke and you just made it. So (laughs) that was perfect, man. That was perfect. We're vibing, bro. We're vibing. No, so um, outside of the United States, there was a, uh, a German dude in 2002 who killed and ate someone else, but that was consensual. The victim said, it's totally okay for you to kill and eat me. He got eight years in jail, the guy who ate the person. Even though it was Even consensual. Even though it was consensual. So the German courts would say that there's no such thing as uh, consent when it comes to cannibalism. Oh. So that's interesting. Um, and eight years might seem like a really uh, light sentence, but about two thirds of all prison sentences in Germany are one year or less. So this is way more than the average German prisoner. To answer this this questioner's side question, can you eat yourself? I was surprised to learn a fellow Reddit user by the name of Incredibly Shiny Shart. Um, <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> How do you think his shards get so shiny? Probably drinking polish. <laughs> Eating glitter? Yeah. I, I, is that shiny or is that sparkly, though? What color is that sniffing, shark? Sniffing glue. Maybe sniffing glue to get a, to get a sheen on there. So he actually ate himself in in 2018 because uh, he got his foot amputated after a horrific motorcycle accident. And then he made uh, feet tacos of himself. Oh, he said it tasted beefy for anyone out there. Well, there you have it, folks. Tasted beefy. So you can legally eat yourself. I I, I think he uh, the doctors gave him the foot. They have to do this for religious reasons. Some people actually they're they're required. You need the body intact. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So so they kind of gave him his foot back. No questions asked. There's interesting vice article about this to do an interview 2018. Anyway, it's super fascinating stuff. You know, what I think is possibly the most disturbing part of this entire exchange that we're having about cannibalism. Like, I, I made a big show about how I'm not into cannibalism. I don't want to listen to podcasts about cannibalism. I don't want to consume that kind of material. It turns out, like, I'm I'm, in, I'm really into some cannibal shit. <laughs> it's, re- it's really something you can sink your teeth into. So anyway, I think um, that's a good place to... I wanted to take a moment to thank Rick Reynolds for our theme music. The song is United from his album Portals in Progress, available wherever fine MP3s are sold or streamed. Find them on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Did you think we missed anything or got anything wrong? Email us at wreckyourpod at gmail.com and we will tell you why you're wrong. Or we will publicly we'll publicly flagellate ourselves and admit that you were right. I don't see myself ever doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. You can also reach us on social media, our Twitter, Instagram, Reddit are all the same. We are at wreckyourpod. Uh, As your trusted advisors on the Internet, uh, we hope that you wait until our next episode before you make any split decisions. But if you can't wait, make sure you check yourself and don't wreck yourself. Yourself.